Welcome to IF Issues. I'm Lucifer Storm, and I've got one quick question for you. That's right, you. How are you? How the devil art thou? Hopefully, you're keeping well and keeping safe. So recently, I got to sit down with the awesome Don Chin and talk to him about his forthcoming book, Beard Zerka, which is currently funding on Indiegogo. And you can find a link to the Indiegogo campaign for Beard Zerka in the description box down below, along with links where you can follow Don on social media. But before we start the show, I do just want to remind you that this show has been made possible thanks to the people of Malice Bazaar, a place where you can buy morbid curiosities ranging from taxidermy to unique upcycling, and includes items such as John Doe here, who is made out of a real roe deer skull and spinal column, but he's also a lamp as well. But don't worry, all items are ethically sourced. So if you're interested in getting yourself a couple of morbid curiosities, please check the description box down below where you will find a link to the Malice Bazaar Etsy shop. But before you click on that link, I must remind you that what they sell is not suitable for children, the easily offended, or the faint of heart. So with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Even though we're recording this the day before <laughs> the launch of Beard Circa, by the time everyone sees this, Beard Circa would have been up on Indiegogo for a little while. Tell me a little bit more about Beard Circa and where the idea came from. Well, as everybody that's a comic book fan knows, Keanu Reeves came out with, uh, he announced this book anyways last year, yeah. The Berserker. And um, I saw the trailer, and I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. I've loved him since... The Bill and Ted movies, and awesome. um, obviously the Matrix, and all yeah. those other, other other things. And um, I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought after I watched this trailer, I just it, it was it was an entertaining trailer, and yeah. he was just so, kind of so so out there. And uh, what would be the word? Um, you know, he's just kind of a, a kind of a little bit of an a little bit of an airhead type of thinker. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. he seems like he he seems like he's just uh, just real real like a, kind of like a surfer dude, a real cool dude, but has a hard time um, putting into words what he's thinking. But at the same time, you you want to root for him because he, he's he's so authentic and seems just like a real nice guy. But long story short, when I saw Berserker that Boom Studios was putting out, I thought, um, well, I would love to parody this. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to basically ask, what if uh, Ted from Bill and Ted became like a Conan the Barbarian type of hero, <laughs> but out of place and out of time? So the premise is basically you have a, a teenager named Ed, Ed Brogan. And he's uh, he's basically taken too much cold medicine in the late 80s, and he's watched too much USA Network. So he goes into a coma for 30 years. And during that time, the government has decided to use him as a guinea pig, and they have been downloading uh, martial arts programs and combat uh, programs into his brain. And so when he wakes up, he's in his late 40s, but he's totally shredded. He's no longer a, a lanky teenager but he still has the mind of a teenager so he doesn't he's not the sharpest tool in the shed but he's he's built for action he knows how to handle guns hand-to-hand -hand weapons uh you know combat with his hands and but his main goal in life is just to be reunited with his high school buddy mm -hmm. to play rock music and so he basically makes a deal with the government that if he can solve the problems that are happening in modern day society, there's a good chance he'll be reunited with his friend. And his friend is actually out in space playing concerts for intergalactic peace, which is kind of a tie into the whole Bill and Ted, you know, they were going to write this song that would unite the world. Right. And yeah. so um, I take a lot from the Bill and Ted movies, but there's other Keanu references like the matrix, yeah. John wick, um, there's a joke in there that references speed. And so it's it's just basically this hero that's out of place and out of time. And he finds himself thrust into 
modern day society. And the first thing that he has to tackle is uh, there's what, what I call the Rick Astley earworm pandemic or called the, the Rick Roll virus. So it's kind of my spoof of the cold coronavirus thing. Yeah. And what's happening is, is that it's being beamed throughout the world from these nefarious Germans. And the Germans want to get uh, the motherland of Germany, you know, back into the uh, into modern times, you know, because they failed in World War II. And now we've yeah. got these Germans that want to take over the world. So they thought the best thing they could do would be to beam Rick Astley music everywhere except in Germany so that the world would be uh, singing Rick Astley songs in a zombie-like state. And so all the productivity in the world is going down the toilet except in yeah. Germany where they're not beaming this music. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the very first thing that Beardzerker has to encounter is how to get, how to find the source of the, of where this, this music is coming from and to stop it so the world can start to resume its normal activity again. And that's kind of where we, we, we begin the adventure. And he's got other things that he encounters. If you watch the trailer, there's, you know, murder hornets and, millennial musicians and uh all sorts of stuff <laughs> cool man cool so you, you said that you drew influence uh like from from bill and ted clearly now is this just the first two bill and ted movies or including uh the most recent one bill and ted face the music face the music uh you know to be honest with you lucifer i i actually didn't like the third one that much i, I did you watch it <laughs> same here i watched it i was excited when it started like the first five ten minutes i was like okay i, I think i'm on board by the end i was throwing my shoes at the tv and going no 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 this is not what we were promised i know i was so i mean obviously we waited so long for this and you know when you see that they said oh we're, we're going to be doing this movie and then dean mm -hmm. pariso who was the director, he did Galaxy Quest, which was like one of my yeah. favorite Star Trek spoof movies. And I thought, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. And you watch like a half hour, like you said, it's it's yeah. okay. And then it just kind of jumps the shark. And I just went, yeah. my wife and I just went, yo, I can't believe we spent this money on pay-per-view for this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sorry, I hope Keanu doesn't see this. But um, long story short, I, I have a, I feel like if I was gonna do the final Bill and Ted, Beard Zerker would be kind of my loving gift. This is the way I would have wrote their reunion or a movie with them. Although it's a little bit different because it's got, you know, superhero elements in it. But I honestly think if you were disappointed with the third movie and you read my book, hopefully it'll kind of make the, it'll, it'll make you feel a little bit better. It's, I think our, our comic book is actually much funnier than, than the movie. <laughs> so. Excellent. Excellent. So who else uh, worked on Beard Circle with you? We have a really talented crew. Uh, Bill Mouse, who is our yeah. co-founder of Parody Press. He's been working on books with me since the, the early 90s. Um, yeah. He was the X-Farce co-creator with me. And so this is our first collaboration since I think our last book was like 2007. So almost in wow. 15, 15 years of new material. Yeah. And it's a full 32 page colored book with no ads. Um, he's our artist and his, his daughter, whose name is cat mouse, believe it or not. Uh, she's the colorist and they're, uh, they're based here in the United States. And so they're the art team. And then we have Keith Gleason, who is our, uh, letter. He's also the creator of the mighty mascots for Alterna. Yeah. And then my wife, Laura has been my, she's kind of like my co plotter slash editor and she's also our graphics person so basically a team of five people for the yeah. main guts of the book and then we've got um a bunch of great variant covers including you know guest appearances by a bunch of characters that people are familiar with so if you want me to share um yeah please by all that means. okay yeah, by all means, share as much as you like show as much of the campaign or as book as you would like to all right so How's that? So showing up on your awesome. side, Lucifer? It is indeed. Okay. So um, if you go to beardzerker.com right now, you'll get you'll go to I'm sorry, by the time this airs, you'll you'll see our campaign page. Right now we're in pre pre-sign up. Uh, 
So um, hopefully this number will be more than zero when you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> when you air this. Uh, so if you want to watch the trailer, um, you know, maybe we can play it because people might not have seen it. Because we, we basically take, uh, we make fun of the Keanu Reeves Boom Studios trailer, but I want to make sure I'm sharing audio. So let me make sure that when I, I share that I've clicked the audio. Okay. So we're back to the campaign page. And I'll go ahead and share the audio. Comics are totally awesome. And I'm totally awesome too. Beard Zerker has everything you want from a comic book. It's got great drawings, colors, great story it's got great action has a little romance and it's about something not just any something it's a parody of some thing I was like, well, I used to collect and I love comic books. And they were like, so did you ever want to make a comic book? And I was like, yeah. And then Parody Press was like, oh, yeah. So they made a comic book that's a parody of my comic book. And it will probably be pretty hilarious because that's what a parody is, or at least what it's supposed to be. <laughs> You know, this idea of kind of like a rock and roll warrior, someone in an altered state, someone with a big guitar axe, then a pet cat that's from the hood, just out of control. Speaking of out of control, there's his beard. It gets bigger and longer throughout the book until it takes on a fantastical life of its own. It's like, whoa. So check it out. If you do... I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed making it. But honestly, I didn't really do that much, other than rambling on about comics and books. I mean, comic books. Uh, wait, what was I saying? Oh well. Enjoy! Beard Zerker from Parody Press. Back it today! That looks great, and I'm loving the music on it as well. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much, Lucifer. That's actually my friend Laz Novak does the. Oh, I got like a yoga video. <laughs> Hang on, I I actually watch a lot of yoga videos, and I do the yoga videos. I'm not I'm not like some weird guy that <laughs> that just watches yoga videos. And <laughs> now, is that a guilty conscience I hear? <laughs> <laughs> I actually woke up kind of like with a stiff um, shoulder and neck. And so mm. there's this lady on YouTube called Yoga with Adrian that I've been, um, I watch her videos for like the last three years. She's awesome. She's probably like the, the top yoga uh, person online and her videos are free. But like every once in a while, you know, since I'm getting old, I'm almost, you know, I'm in my late 50s. Mm. I, yeah, you're older too, probably. So you just gotta like you wake up in the morning and your your body just you don't feel like you were like in your twenties. You know, you wake up and you yes. just go, oh gosh, what did I tweak? You know, why did I why did I bend over and reach <laughs> for that thing? Now I'm gonna pay for it. So um, I get like a lot of tension in my shoulders and my neck, and I just thought, oh, I gotta I gotta do some yoga this morning. So that's probably why it's. <laughs> Hey, that's cool, man. Hey, whatever you need to do to feel young and spry again, you know? I, I mean, yeah, I, man. I'm, 
I, I turned 39 like a couple of weeks ago, so I'm slowly pushing 40. But even at this age, like I, I get it as well every now and then where like I wake up and I'm like, oh, did I sleep wrong or something? Did I pick up something too heavy? Because this is starting to kill me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you got to, you know, you got to reverse that those those muscles that are are tensing. And so uh, yeah. I've done yoga for a few years and I, I really I really like it. And uh it kind of takes the, you know, brings the chill back into the, into the world when you're, when you're all stressed out. So um, anyways, back to the campaign page, (laughs) our, our goal is uh, $7,000 on this project. And uh, so the very first tier we have is all six variant covers for $75. The book has a $15 us price point and Mm -hmm. we will, we will ship worldwide. Uh, all the books are signed free of charge if you would like them to be signed by myself. And so the uh, the main image we have is one that we just got done from an artist named Jim O'Reilly. And uh, nice. he's working on a book called Mojo Rising. Yes. Uh, a crowdfunding book. And uh, this to me right now is very cover worthy, although I don't have a spot for a seventh cover. He just basically reached out to me and said, Don, if you ever want a pinup, hit me up. So I took him up on his offer and like over the last week, he sent me like sketches and then he sent me his pencils and then he'd sent me a digital inked version, um, which was just like phenomenal. And then he says, I know this guy that colors, his name is Sigmund and uh, he's available. So all within like a four or five day period, this went from sketch to colored artwork and i really like it so i think at this point this is probably going to be i know for sure it'll be a pinup but if we hit goals i would definitely say that this has a a cover potential on it and it's it's got like the bill and ted vibe to it um the characters are holly this is a farmer's daughter that befriends beard zerker uh this is his friend uh will Mm -hmm. who is the space uh musician that he wants to be reunited with eventually. Yeah. And then his cat is named Cat Stevens, which you might remember. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember. <laughs> so so Will Will basically is out on this space mission when Beard Zerker wakes up. He, he, he'd been waiting for 30 years for Beard Zerker to wake up, but he never did. So he just decided to move on with his life. And then they basically sent him off into space to be like an intergalactic uh kind of an ambassador of, of goodwill and music. So he's he's out in out in space touring with a yeah. with the un I won't tell who the uh musician is that he's touring with. That's a surprise in the book, but it's somebody that everybody will recognize. And so yeah. rather than uh rather than leave his friend with 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 nothing, he basically says, uh, I'm gonna leave you with my cat. And so Cat Stevens becomes Zerker's pet and cat stevens knows how to play the drums so you'll nice. get to see a cat play drums um <laughs> the people that he's fighting are these german agents the ones that unleash the rickroll virus mm-hmm. and then inside this transportation device is rupert which is kind of the george carlin character oh, yeah. from the movie and he's the agent that is the one that wakens um beard zerker and gives him his assignment so in the Bill and Ted movies, you you recall that the telephone booth was mm-hmm. the mode of transportation. Yeah. So Beard Zerker wakes up in 2021. And so he says, well, do I still get to travel in my telephone booth? And Rupert says, well, unfortunately, we don't have them anymore, but we have porta potties that we use. <laughs> that you can you can transport underground with the, this atomic porta potty that goes through the sewer lines. So I just kind of made a, a joke on that. So this is a porta potty that can travel through anywhere in the world. <laughs> um, so here's uh, one of the pieces that Bill Mouse drew as a promo piece. And nice. this was colored by Stefani. So you can get a taste of what Bill's going to bring to the inside of the book. Yeah. Um, you know, he's all ripped and, you know, kind of Conan-esque. And like I said in the trailer, his beard gets longer and longer throughout the book. So by the end of the 32 pages, it's just like this, you know, it's it's huge. And it's <laughs> gonna come into play in the in the in the final finale of the comic book. 
It makes um, ZZ Top jealous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Since you mentioned ZZ Top, uh, Lucifer, you probably can see we borrowed heavily mm. from ZZ Top's logo right in the, yeah. the Beard Zerker. So I thought, what better way to honor them and also kind of have a play on words with the with the logo. So um, we basically took ZZ Top's logo and it's part of the it's part of the whole mystique. Um, this cover that you're looking at now, this is by Kanan White. And Excellent. this is where he's fighting the murder hornets, um, colored by by Matt Yaki. It's a really beautiful mm -hmm. piece. And then I'll show you some of the variant covers. Uh, she by Billy Tucci is nice. going to be on the campaign. And so we have Beard Zerker teamed up with She and Cat Stevens. And so we've got this contest that we're going to be running for yeah. the two cover versions. We're going to have a vote. So. The caption on cover A says, holy she, which is what this ninja that's getting kicked in the face is saying. Yeah. And then the second one that people can vote on is where we kind of have a Batman-esque character saying, what is she doing here? <laughs> so, what would you, which one would you vote on? I think I would go with the holy she. I kind of think that one might win. I, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> So that's uh, thank you to Billy Tucci who's uh, uh, letting us you know use the character on this this launch. So then the other one is uh, a big major hitter is Rainbow the Brute by oh, yeah. Ethan Van Skyver, and I I think you know don't quote me but I think this is going to be his first appearance in print because oh really Ethan's yeah I think Ethan's campaign for the actual book won't won't fulfill until the end of 2021. So oh. I reached out to Ethan and um, he was generous, generous enough to let us use uh, Rainbow on this variant cover. So this is like, what if Beard Zerker fought Rainbow the Brute? And nice. uh, yeah, I, I had to ask Ethan, you know, I said, how big is he? And he goes, well, he's, he's imp size. He's only like, you know, six, six inches or so. And I thought, <laughs> well, if, if Beard Zerker fought, fought Rainbow the Brute, it would kind of be kind of one-sided because Beard Zerker's a human <laughs> and Rainbow the Brute's like an action figure size. But I, I sent the concept to Preston Azevedo and I said, I really would love a fantasy Frank Frazetta-ish mm. take on it. So he says, well, I have an idea. How about if we riff on the Death Dealer painting by Frank Frazetta and we give it, you know, this comedic touch. So this is kind of like, what if they fought? Well, yeah they fought rainbow the brute wins and he gets to adopt the cat as his steed <laughs> <laughs> which kind of gives it that almost uh, masters of the universe he-man-esque feel to it exactly and you can see rainbow his souvenir is is now the axe beard zerker's axe which is like <laughs> a guitar so um i really love this piece it's it's super good and preston did a great mm. job of you know doing that so that's one of the covers um dax march martian who you might be familiar with he worked on I, tommy marks campaign. i love this i yeah, love this he, so jack kirby-esque right so dax was another guy that i met on twitter and he generously said i'll do a, a piece for you and he colored it and inked it and uh he just does kirby so so faithfully mm. it's just yeah it's, and he's kirby's one of my favorite you know inspirations so yeah. to see my own character drawn the way Kirby might have done it, it's just, it's like a dream come true. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely and then, amazing. And then I think I showed you, uh, maybe I haven't showed you this, but this is the box office Beard Zerker yeah. variant. We kind of make it look like a movie poster. Yeah, it's kind of got that Drew Struzan feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like Drew's stuff a lot. He did, um, I think he did the, uh, what's that? Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. And, and Back to the Future, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And maybe some of the... Did he do some Indiana of the... Jones? Uh, Indiana Jones? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's probably his most famous. Yeah. Is he still doing work? Yeah, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. I think he's on Instagram, like, sharing a lot of, like, the older work that he, he did and, like, a little bit of newer work here and there. Right. Cool. So Thad was a, one of our veterans on X-Farce who did the neat meetings and he's got a real photorealistic uh, feel. Mm -hmm. So we, we basically took his artwork and we put some movie poster dressing on it. Mm 
So that's one of the covers. And I, I rate it PG, which stands for pretty gnarly. <laughs> now that I like. <laughs> that I like. <laughs> and then a, a late addition to our variants uh, we just worked on in the last month is U.S. Assassin, which is by the, uh, the guys Mark Poulton and Mike McMahon. And yeah. so we did a wraparound, kind of a USA patriotic cover because U.S. Assassin is a, you know, he's kind of like a soldier of fortune based mm. in the United States, you know, kind of like a G.I. Joe type. So uh, U.S. Assassin is a, you know, he's a one man killing machine, just like Beard Zerker. But yeah. he also has a pet dog called Bazooka Dog, <laughs> which is a cyborg German shepherd with big cannons and guns strapped yeah. to him so i thought how fun would it be to see if cat stevens and bazooka dog could team up so you see them on the back cover there cat stevens is basically using the uh, bazooka dogs you know guns and shooting shooting off into space fantastic um yeah so then i just kind of go on the campaign explaining some of the characters like I, I told you about rupert and holly the murder hornets and then the german guys and there's a, a kingpin villain called Dolphin that is in the book. And he's he's basically this this real uh, evil German guy that looks like a, a huge porpoise. Kind of like what if Dolph Lundgren and a porpoise were had a love child? <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever wondered, you now get to find out. <laughs> right. You get to see him. He, he dresses really well. He's kind of like the kingpin in Daredevil. But nice. he, he's... He has a weakness for anchovies. <laughs> uh, this is Jim O'Reilly's piece before it was colored. So you can kind of see all the line art oh, that he did so on good. that. And then, um, so if at this time when this airs, if, if we still haven't had 25 backers, they can get a die cut uh, Cat Stevens sticker if you're one of the first backers. Excellent. And then we have these stretch goals. We have actually like a guitar pick that has beard zerker on it i actually have a sample i'll show it to you when we zoom out so that's kind of cool kind of a pearlescent uh you know plastic guitar pick and then we have at eight thousand, we have these rock star satin bookmarks nice and then after every 1000 uh is accumulated we have we have an incentive so trading cards stickers a print a magnet and so the sky's the limit. I don't know. Cool. I think if we hit like, you know, 20,000, we might expand the book. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we, I know you like the music. So, and I know oh, you're yeah. a musician. Lucifer. Yes. So my friend Laz, who's a really talented guitarist, he's mm -hmm. got his own band camp page and he's got kind of this uh, operatic heavy metal band called uh, Rex Day, I think is the name of the group. So mm -hmm. I asked Laz, you know, can I have permission to use some of your tracks as a as a soundtrack? So he said, sure. So we're offering like an MP3 digital soundtrack with seven songs on it for seven dollars. And um, I asked Laz if he could design a cover. So he he actually did the artwork on this CD cover, and it, we called awesome. it "Kiss My Axe." <laughs> I love that title. That's, yeah. that's fucking brilliant. So when you when you go to the campaign page, um, you can actually hear one of the tracks besides the Beard Zerker video track that last that last did. And I, I think you might be able to hear a little bit here. Can you hear that? Yep. It's, it's pretty much like a, a heavy metal, death metal type of sound. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's that's a sample nice. of Laz's music. And um, I tried to do a stream. I wanted him to be on my stream this morning. But he says, oh man, my, my, my computer and my phone are so outdated. I don't think I can, I can do StreamYard. And I said, well... <laughs> Maybe you can try on your phone because your computer doesn't have a cam or a mic. And he says, okay, well, let me try it on my phone. We tried to do a test stream last night. And yeah. uh, and he says, oh, my phone's not working. And I go, well, what kind of phone do you have? And he goes, I have an iPhone 5. <laughs> 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 I, well, we, can, 
think you need to borrow some one of your friend's computers because I don't think you're yeah. going to be streaming on an iPhone 5. So um, <laughs> some of the tiers we have, Lucifer, we've got like stretch uh, sketch card tiers for as little as $50. And that comes with um, a comic book. Excellent. And then we've got original art tiers where people can get pages with the comic books for as low as 175 Nice. And you can own Preston's, his ink uh, cover design for four. I think I have that for either $450 or $499. Um, the painting itself, he decided he decided to keep. So I think yeah. that may go, that may be on sale by him himself, or if he wants me to put it on the campaign, I will. But it's probably going to be, I would imagine it's probably going to be a couple thousand or oh, somewhere easy. around there. Easy. And then at the very end of the campaign, we have, you know, me and Bill as <laughs> Bill and Ted saying, you know, I love party that picture. On. <laughs> it's amazing. That's some of the best Photoshop I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. So, um, yeah, that's basically the campaign. And, oh, well, one thing I didn't mention to you, let me show you one of the, the stretch, uh, one of the tiers that I think you, you'll like. Um, we have a Fear the Beard Roadie tier. And what that includes yeah. is all six books. Mm -hmm. And then they're signed and then you get the MP3 album and you mm -hmm. get the sketch card. And then I have this, uh, let me zoom out here. I'll go back to the mainstream here. Tell you what. So I, we've got this, I found these custom beards oh, online. Nice. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I took, I just got these in the mail yesterday and I think maybe, I don't know if you were watching the stream earlier, but my wife says it works oh, yes. better as a toupee. <laughs> but but you can actually read the comic book and get this this costume mask i'm hoping on social media once people get this fulfilled they'll they'll take pictures of themselves reading the comic book with this with this beard <laughs> the strange uh, thing is it suits you you think so i think so <laughs> i think i look like i'm I think I look like I'm a Hasidic Jew. That's half Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I I wore this earlier on a stream, and I got I got synthetic hair in my mouth. It was it was not it was not appetizing. So, no, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of having fun with this, as you can see. And um, I, I was going to show you. Here's the here's the guitar pick. Oh, let me uh, let me make that large. There we go. Oh, look cool. at that. Yeah, a little cool. It's got Beard Zerker by Bill on there, and it's got the kind of the cool pearlescent uh, shimmer on it. And then we've got the, you know, these are some of the sample sketch cards that he did. I nice. still have hair in my mouth. It's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the sample uh, uh, rock star, you know, black black and red is appropriate for your show. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, rock star things. Uh, we have. I went. I, I went ahead and, and 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 thought positively that we are going to fulfill. So we even have beard zerker packaging, packaging yes. tape. And uh, here's the little sticker that people get for signing up. The oh, nice! Students. That's come out real well. Yeah. So that's pretty much the campaign in a nutshell, my friend. Probably thirty day initial campaign i don't know if we'll if we'll go in demand or not but uh it, it's uh it's been a lot of work you know what it's like yeah to put these oh together. oh absolutely and x fast must have been a hell of a lot of work for you especially with the marketing and promotion side of things do you feel yeah. that prepared you enough for, for what you're gonna have to do to get beard zerker out there yeah i feel a lot a lot more relaxed about beard zerker x fast was you know that first project you're learning you don't know yeah you know what the marketing is going to take and boy mm. it's so it's a lot of energy to go on streams yeah. day after day and um <laughs> shill your book and do all the social media promotion and oh, all yeah. that and, uh it makes me appreciate my nine to five job but my nine to five job isn't as much fun as as doing <laughs> comics uh, but uh yeah i feel i feel really good you know we made about seven thousand us on x farce i'm hoping that if we can double that or triple that on beer zerker i'd be i'd be really happy um yeah. but it's a fun book i'm hoping people will like it and that it'll it'll be 
uh, well received enough to maybe do a second a second book because I have I have a plot in mind where he goes to a disco planet where all the disco people have been exiled since the seventies. Nice, <laughs> just lots of big hair and white colors. <laughs> yeah, some kind of village people, you know, some kind of mutant village people would be very fun. Oh, that's great. So would you say that like X-Fast has kind of been like uh, a successful rebirth of Parody Press and now this is the, the first step forward into making it even bigger? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> my wife and I wanted to get our feet wet without too much, um, uh, I don't I want to say work, but because mm -hmm. X-Fast was, you know, two thirds already existing material that wasn't in color, it wasn't yeah. quite as work intensive as as you know drawing yeah. 32 new pages would be so we had that basis to work on and we already kind of knew there would probably be people that remembered x far so it wasn't like we were having to completely introduce people to something they weren't aware of so i'm glad it worked out that way i, I don't know if i showed you these but last time i think last time i was on with you we were just kind of launching the, the campaign yes and since yes. now that we're fulfilling you know we have like we we finally got the x-farce lunch boxes in fantastic we have, have x-farce mugs and so while we're in demand which will probably be for the next you know throughout the year we'll still have these items for sale while they're while they're in stock well that's that's great that is really good to see and it's really Thank good you. to see that there was such a positive response to x fast and i'm sure you will get the same with beard Zerker as well thank you my friend i really appreciate that so you have any other questions or yes yes i do actually because considering there's a, a music influence to the book and because of the mp3 album that will be a part of the the campaign one of the perks which i'm pretty certain i will end up buying that because seven bucks <laughs> for seven tracks perfect price if you ask me how much music were you listening to whilst you were working on the book and what different types of music? That's a good question. Um, I started working on the book back in fall of last year when yeah. Ber Berserker was announced. And when I write, I tend to, um, like when I was writing the, the Hamsters Cyber Frog Project, which unfortunately is shelved, I went back and listened to a lot of... Uh, rock music a lot of hair metal yeah. 80s um there was a soundtrack to the heavy metal movie that i really liked a lot i don't know if you have yes. that yes but, I do. Um, it, it had a lot of classic rock on it yeah like blue oyster cult cheap trick mm. um had some journey and uh devo um right. so i i'm more of a like an 80s pop guy but I, I i do appreciate the modern stuff too my wife and i like to play um the rock band video game so that oh, yeah. kind of keeps us current on what people are listening to and believe it or not my wife is a really good drummer on that game and she really wants to get a set of drums so she can actually play she's a very good vocalist and a keyboardist but yeah. she's awesome on drum. i mean she plays on expert level on that game which is not easy to do because you have no. you have cymbals and you have foot pedals and you're you're basically watching the screen and you're trying to do mm -hmm. the timing correctly so through that game you know we've we've been introduced to a lot of bands that we weren't really familiar with like you know i, I like to listen to like the nine inch nails song trent trent reznor's yes. on that album yes uh there's uh, uh the 21 pilots that my grandkids were oh, saying yeah. oh this is a great group and so we like 21 pilots uh, a lot of you know pop and funk it has everything from like 60s music all the way up to 2021 releases on that game which is really cool because you can download the songs and play them they're only like a couple bucks to download the song yeah and you get you actually get to feel like you're performing it so um as far as you know the influences that i listen to when i'm writing it it depends uh i th i think i should listen to more weird al though when i'm writing parody <laughs> i think he would be a good that just seems like a perfect fit it does. I mean, Weird Al's very talented. He's kind of basically does what I do in comics, but hmm. in music. And um, strangely enough, Lucifer, I don't know if you knew this, but he did a, a song called The Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters. No. Near Mar back in the 80s. And I have a feeling, uh, 
he had to have known about the conflict because how else could he come up with that that title? Oh, that's you can, awesome. You could YouTube it, and it's really it's it's a funny it's a funny song. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Speaking what what of do you that... listen to, by the way, when you're when you're writing? You seem like you kind of have like this uh, edgy death metal vibe to you, or <laughs> either that or George Michael. Like I said, you kind of kind of remind me of George Michael. <laughs> You know, I still stand by this. They should have got George Michael to replace Fred, Freddie Mercury in Queen. After oh. Freddie Mercury had died, I think that just would have been a perfect fit. But hey, that's that's just me. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it always depends on the project, to, to be honest with you. Like, I was working on a friend's character. Like, I got, I got a friend called C.B. Smallwood, and he's got a character called Wildcat, who's kind of like this Wolverine crossed with Hellboy kind of character. Oh, cool. And I was working on like a couple of short stories featuring his character for him. And during that, I was I was listening to like old Motown stuff. Oh, you know, right. like, like, like Al Green and, and stuff like that. Because I don't know why there was just something really soothing about that music whilst I was writing some very violent scenes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and, and it just seemed to be like a, a real nice contrast. So that worked really well. And like writing Lady Satan, I was listening to like more heavier stuff like Lamb of God and Machine Head and Pig Destroyer. And uh, recently I've been working on a book called Ed Gein Demon Hunter, which I'm going to be working on with Christian Rossi. And for that, I've been listening to like a lot of the, the folk kind of music that just oh, seems really? to just just gel with it really well even though the story's actually set in the 90s for some reason the folk music just seems to work yeah and gets me in I, that right zone i think you sent me some uh links to the folk folk music yes. that you listen to yes so, yes i think i did nice nice man well that's cool yeah i i find that uh music just kind of gets you in a in a you kind of glean from the music creativity and it just kind of makes the uh, the writing brain or drawing yeah. brain it, it just kind of kicks it kicks it yeah. into action and um, so totally totally believer and lover of music I am yes my wife says you have all this trivia knowledge on yeah. rock music and pop music and you know if you only you could make money because she'll go what year was that song that mm. we just listened to and I'll, I'll know what year it is I'll know I'll know who the artist is yeah. and uh, if I was on Jeopardy and they only had a music the category i'd probably do all right <laughs> <laughs> so i i you mentioned that in the book there's uh murder hornets now obviously murder hornets was something that came about shortly after the pandemic started there were reports of of murder hornets kind of gathering around the world and stuff but is it also kind of like a slight parody on cyber frog blood honey you would think so by looking at that cover because everybody says, oh, those look like the Vespas from Cyberfrog. <laughs> and uh, it was funny because Kanan was supposed to be the artist to draw part of that Cyberfrog hamsters crossover. So I probably oh. had like Vespas residue from writing that. It was supposed to be a 40-page story where the hamsters and Cyberfrog and Salamandroid team up and they fight this Vespa horde. And... Uh, but you know when that actually came into being as a news story and you actually saw what they look like which really orange and black nasty looking critters yeah. i just thought yeah. well you know if those actually came in 2020 along with the pandemic what, what you know that's like the end of the world <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, so i i don't know i just thought th these are ripe for um uh, being a good adversary, especially when there's thousands of them, you know, trying to yeah. basically they're trying to devour all the U.S. fruit fruit crops and they're mm -hmm. attacking people. So in the finale of the book, that's the battle where Beard Zerker teams up with Holly, Cat, and then there's some surprise appearances that that come in, into play at the end of the book, and you know his beard does all yeah. this magnificent stuff i don't want to spoil it but uh, that's that's what happens cool man so like we, we know that the the hamsters cyber frog crossover that unfortunately fell through 
and you've managed to get this this cover together with Rainbow the Brute on it. Do you think there will ever be a point where you and Ethan actually get to work on a full book together, featuring featuring one of his characters and possibly Beard, Beard Circle or one of your other characters? Oh, you know, I would love to do that. Um, I pitched him a kind of a Salamandroid uh, story about a year ago, and he seemed like he had interest in doing that. I think he was going to do maybe an anthology with cool. his characters, but he's he's got so many irons in the fire, yeah. and you know he's he's promising all these other books that are kind of taking uh, uh, precedence over uh, any new projects. But yeah, I would love to work with Ethan if he wanted me to to write something. And uh, just the fact that he let us use Rainbow is 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 a real honor because, uh, yeah. like I said, I don't think he's in print anywhere else and mm. if this happens to be his first appearance in print maybe that book our book will be quite a, a collector's item so uh yeah ethan if you're watching this and you need a a writer you know hit me up i know he's got a kind of his stable of of different yeah. people and he tends to write most of his stuff himself but um mm. just the fact that he let me do the hamsters book at one time was very very much an honor because i know he doesn't you know, he doesn't allow a whole lot of people to um, kind of take take creative roles in on yeah. Cyberfrog other than other than himself. But um, you know, maybe someday things will be mended and that book will he will see the light of day. I would love to see it because it's a great story. I think people would mm. would really like to see the hamsters in all their glory along with with Cyberfrog and and Salamandroid. So yeah, definitely. I, I know I would like to see it for sure absolutely <laughs> thanks buddy i appreciate that oh that's all right man that's all right so when you launched x fast you kind of had the idea of beard circa and you knew that you were going to do beard circa is there a book that you're going to do after beard circa that you've already kind of started working on or you've already started to develop that's a good question my friend um there are and some of them are taking existing parody press books that we've that we've done and, and giving them kind of the X-Farce treatment with possibly with some new material. I don't really want to say yet yeah, what they are, fine. but I, but I've got uh, besides parodies, you know, I've done some other more mainstream stuff like fantasy work. And there's a book yeah. that's very dear to me that I did back in the 80s called Enchanter. And that was yeah. a book that Mike Dregenberg Actually, that was like his first comic book. And Mike went on to co-create Sandman with Neil Gaiman. So my thought would be to maybe bring that book back. It was a, yeah. a black and white book. But I think in this day and age, if someone was to go back in and color it, uh, it would be a really cool, you know, it's 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 got like elves and dragons and stuff like that in it and it's yeah it's totally 180 from parody stuff it's it's more <laughs> it's more serious uh beautiful drawn artwork i mean if you if you've seen Jurgenberg's work on sandman um mm. that was kind of him and sam keith like pencils and inks but mike on his own um he is just a great composer of of illustrations and almost has kind of a um a Bernie Wrightson-esque feel yes. to his work. And Bernie Wrightson, when I was growing up, I mean, I, anything he did, Creepy Magazine, Swamp Thing, oh, Frankenstein, yeah. uh, I was just, I was a big Bernie Wrightson fan. And he was in the Heavy Metal movie too. He had a <laughs> character called Captain Stern. If yep. you remember that. Oh, I do indeed. <laughs> I got awesome. an angle. Yeah, I think that was his, I got an angle or that was like his word is so yeah man so that's that's kind of what's going on here and it you know what it's like it, mm. back in the day when i was you know parody press in the 90s we would do like four books a month we just had this yeah. assembly line and we we're going through direct distribution and it was just like uh just effortless to kind of put out these comics but now in 2021 when you're doing crowdfunding uh to get two books out a year would be like that's a huge undertaking. <laughs> yes. 
absolutely absolutely there's there's so much that goes into it it's just it's such a different beast now especially with the way that diamond treated uh the, the retail stores and the publishers when the pandemic first started and so many people going okay we're cutting ties with diamond we're going our own way or we're going to go with this distribution company and stuff do, do you think once the pandemic is over because i mean we're starting to see that like that light at the end of the tunnel now thanks to vaccines and stuff like that do, do you think once it's all over there'll be a possibility that books like x farce and beard Zerker could possibly find their way into comic book stores that's a really good question too um it's a tough one lucifer because you if you i just don't know how many how many uh local comic stores would pay the cover price that i'm charging my yeah. dedicated fans and to me it would feel like i might be sliding the people that that backed us at the higher price yeah you know if i yeah. said i'm doing a second printing but i'm only doing it for like five or seven bucks to me i would you know you know what i'm saying it's there, there's this weird yeah. un, uncharted territory that um, yeah people haven't explored yet and i don't know what kind of blowback you might mm. get you know i know it's tempting because i think our books would yeah. sell through the oh, yeah, direct absolutely. market yeah. but at the same time i'm thinking well how would i feel if i was a person that spent 50 bucks on a book and i go to a comic book store and i can pick it up for five now i would yeah even though even though it's the first printing and it might be signed by somebody yeah. um i mean what are your thoughts Do, would you I, I would like to, but like you said, there is that that possibility of, I mean, it's a little bit easier for me because Lady Satan's this big graphic novel. So I'm charging like 20 bucks for a copy on Indiegogo if you just get the book. And right. I, I can see that book being in a store and commanding the same price and doing okay because of it. But if I was doing a, a smaller book, say like a 48 page book, if I was charging... 15 bucks for that on indiegogo i don't think it would sell for that in the stores i think you'd have to bring it down closer to eight or ten bucks so it, exactly. it's a real difficult one to to figure out to be honest with you we would either have to we would either have to wait for bigger publishers to start charging more for their books or we would have to start bringing our prices down and that just seems right. like a little bit of a double-edged sword i think it's necessary in the future but i'm not sure that it needs to be in the near future yeah that's a good point i think we're just gonna have to wait and see let somebody else try it and be the guinea pig <laughs> you know yes, absolutely but, let them be the pawns in the chess game but, but you have a good point because i think for a trade paperback the price point for what you're charging on indiegogo is more fair with what a, a, a local comic book store would charge mm -hmm. so you've got kind of you don't have the problem that i do whereas i have a a saddle stitched 48 page book that you know, exactly. if you were to buy at a comic store, it probably would be under $10. But, um, and my wife, you know, and I have gone back and forth about what, whether we should offer digital and we haven't offered digital on X-Force and we're not offering it on, on um, Beard Zerker either. And I look at it and I kind of think, you know, for a guy that, a person who lives in a foreign land that doesn't want to spend like 20 to $30 for postage, I could totally yeah. understand why they would love to have a digital version, but yeah. I think from a collectability standpoint, if those digital versions get out, which you yeah. can't really, you know, prevent people from sharing them or whatnot. Um, to me, it kind of might hurt the collectability of that book if they can read it online. I can understand that way of thinking. Absolutely. And and, I, and I'm with you. I, I much prefer a physical book than I do a digital book. I mean, with Lady Satan, I wasn't going to offer digital at all. It was literally going to be this hardcover book. And then I realized how much that would cost in postage for people in the US, let alone the UK. And I was like, okay, let's do a soft cover as well, just to bring the postage down a little. And then I was like, that's still so high. And I had people getting in touch with me who were like, hey, look, I, I work on an oil rig. The mailman ain't coming to me. I need to get a digital version. Mm -hmm. And people in Australia at the time, because of the pandemic, shipping containers were lined up across the beaches. People weren't getting their packages. So it just made sense to then do that digital version. 
And mm-hmm. I understand the, the fear that a lot of people have, but I've met, I, I've known a few people who shall remain nameless for obvious reasons, who they've gone out and they've downloaded a comic book. One of, one of someone that I know, he was like, I've never read Sin City before. The books are expensive. I want to try it. So he went online, he downloaded illegally uh, the, the Sin City books. He put them on his tablet. He sat there, he read them and he loved them. And now he's bought those books three or four times over. Because right. they meant so much to him. He was like, well, I'm I, I'm willing to pay this money for the typical trade paperback. Oh, wait, there's this big, big collection of them? That right. I don't care if that's expensive. I'll pay the money for that because I love this book. So I think it works both ways, strangely. Yeah. You have a point there. There's, there's pros and cons. And, yeah. you know, we have a young generation. Like, I have grandkids yeah. that are in their teenage years. And... To me, I think they're more likely to read it on a tablet or on a phone. Yeah. And that kind of scares me because I, I mm-hmm. think that our 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 comic books are kind of an unfortunately a dying art form, especially mm-hmm. in the print, in the print version. And you and I grew up in the 80s and 90s reading like yeah. you know, early you said Fantastic Four and yeah. Daredevil and Batman and stuff. And so so did I. I really I don't like reading on a tablet it's just there's just something satisfying about having something in my physical hands that's tangible that you can turn pages and yeah smells like paper and uh yes that's that's the main thing that digital can't replicate is that beautiful smell of the older comic books and some of the newer ones as well exactly so um yeah i guess that's just something that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to explore and you know for the time being i'm okay just doing you know print only but uh you know maybe maybe we'll release like a like a teaser digital or something so that people could kind of like your friend that did the oil rig thing or i don't know if it's the same guy that you know was the sin city guy but um something to kind of get to introduce to a to a, a more what would you call it a more digitally acclimated generation Mm. yeah Uh, because but yeah we'll see i think the other strange part of that is uh in the us you guys like a lot of people they're on their phones all the time they're always on their tablets we do have that here in the uk but we actually sell more physical books in the UK than we do digital. And as far as I know, it's actually more digital than it is physical books in the US. So I think where you are in the world plays a factor into that as well. But, But the other thing I thought about is, you know, comics used to sell to where the kids were. And back in the 80s and 90s, where were the kids? They were in the comic book stores. But where are they now? Well, they're online. That's just the sad, unfortunate truth. They're looking at memes, which are like the digital version of comic strips in a way. Right. So once again, it's, there's so many factors, but I'm with you. I would much rather it be, be physical print books because there's so much more you can do with them. If I do a double page spread, that's not going to translate well on a tablet. Right. You know, and I've I've read quite a few books where there's been this massive double page spread. If I'd been reading it in print, I would have been sucked in and I would have been loving the experience. But I was reading it on a tablet. So I had to go, okay, press that, turn the tablet to the side. And it just takes you out of that experience so quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, uh, it's unfortunate if if kids are just if they if they get introduced to digital, then that's kind of probably where they're going to stay most of their life and that's that's why we like paper (laughs) yes (laughs) it is what it is and uh yeah i I don't know how well people are doing with digital it seems like there's a bunch of websites that are offering that and they seem to be thriving yeah but for me there's i I much rather would have uh, a stack of physical comic books to to read and yes they don't you know digital doesn't go up in value it yeah you don't slab, you know, you don't CGC grade a digital copy of <laughs> Sin City. Plus also, if I if I did a book that was only available digitally and then I'm at a convention, like what, what am I meant to do when someone says, I love your book, can you sign it? Well, I'll just be signing the screen of your tablet. That means whatever <laughs> you bring up is signed by me. <laughs> right. That's true. That's another thing that I'm hoping once we get through all this uh, coronavirus stuff is getting back to cons and 
being able to meet people face to face and uh i would love to see a a bunch of ck a cg uk people you know come over here if we ever do a big Mm. a big convention and meet you guys because i've you know i've i've befriended you and aria uh the guy from uh columns of creation alex Ah, yes and uh who else commie mark bistolian dave all all you guys are are hilarious i love i love your vibe and just (laughs) it's such a great way to to meet people from all over the world yeah Um, absolutely I'm getting some texts about uh, my other job, so I probably need to <laughs> to answer this so I can I can pay my print bill on Beard Zerker. So I'm not sure hey, that's, no should... problem, that's no problem. Well, I, in that case, I guess that kind of wraps up the show, man. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been great talking to you again. Thanks, Lucifer. I had a great time, my friend, and I'll have you on my morning show sometime. I, I don't know. Yeah, Nine o'clock in the morning is that? What time is that for you? I think uh, you were on my show earlier today. Yeah, so that, you... Nine o'clock. That that's about three, four o'clock in the afternoon for me. So oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that's not too bad. Okay. When are, are you in demand right now? On yes. Okay. Yes, I am indeed. Let's let's plan on that. Probably after the beard zerker month is is done, I'll <laughs> I'll be I'll be re-energized because I think this is going to take a lot out of me starting tomorrow (laughs) yeah yeah that's no problem man (laughs) all right well hey bud thank you so much i hope you have a great a great day and thank you You again for having me on your channel anytime man you take care of yourself all right okay thanks bud bye-bye speak to you soon well that's it for this week's show thank you for watching and i hope you enjoyed it i will be back with a new episode of i have issues next week so until then take care of yourselves take care of each other but most importantly stay safe and stay awesome.